Hello, and welcome to the Sullivan County Democrat Podcast. I'm Managing Editor Joseph Abraham. Today's podcast is brought to you by the good folks at the Kitchen Table Cafe in Calicoon, New York. The cafe is doing a month of giving through September. For every cup of coffee sold, they'll give 25 cents to the Calicoon Pantry Food Drive. For every veggie wrap sold, they'll give $2 to Farm Arts Collective. For every retail coffee bag sold, they'll give $2 back to Gorongosa and Mocha Origins for the humanitarian work. And for every chocolate bar sold, they'll give $1 back to Mocha Origins. Also, all tips this Sunday, September 5th, will benefit the Calicoon Pantry. Now, on to this week's top stories. Local officials hosted a tour of the Sullivan County International Airport on Sunday afternoon, highlighting recent improvements and the growth it has experienced. Back in the 1960s, the aviation industry saw tremendous growth, and people could fly to vacation venues in less time than they could drive to the Catskills. Little did we know that all our tourism was going to go with it, explained Sullivan County International Airport Superintendent James Arnott. Reacting to this, the powers that be at the time, the county's board of supervisors, obtained an FAA grant and built an airport equal distance from the Concord and Grossinger's hotels. Today, that airport still sits on a hilltop in the town of Bethel on 600-plus acres of land. The airport's had many renovations done in recent years and has more planned for the future. The airport offsets operational and capital improvement costs with revenues through lease rentals and fees, grants, the Federal Airport Improvement Program, and New York State Department of Transportation monies, and some local investment. Speaking of revenues, they're up. Arnett explained that before 2014, the airport used to bring in about 16% revenue, and in 2020, they've surged up to 57.5% revenue. A large factor in this rise is the sale of jet fuel. Arnott, in recent years, made the suggestion that the airport should become the fuel dealer. The county legislature agreed, and the airport now buys fuel, stores it, and delivers it to aircrafts. That decision has paid off. Just recently, the airport sold $99,000 worth of jet fuel in July and has currently sold $98,000 in August. In addition to revenue growth, the New York State Department of Transportation does an economic impact study of airports across the state each decade, with the most recent data available being from 2010. That data showed Orange County Airport in Montgomery had an economic impact of $5,942,300. Sullivan County International Airport, however, had an economic impact of $26,473,200. Plus, these numbers were calculated before the opening of tourist attractions like Resorts World Catskills and the Cartwright Resort Indoor Water Park. Outside investors have also taken notice of the airport's potential. As previously reported in the Democrat, a developer from Quebec is currently looking at the feasibility of a project on land at the airport currently deemed unbuildable. After doing their due diligence, if the project is deemed feasible, he'd enter into a 60-year lease with the county, with the total value of the lease being $115 million. He'd be given a credit of up to $36 million for infrastructure improvements to include but not be limited to water and sewer connections being made available not only to the proposed development but to the entire airport. So the county would still benefit from roughly $80 million from the lease if the project comes to fruition. In the meantime, Division of Public Works Commissioner Ed McAndrew says they're actively trying to market the facility primarily to small and mid-sized jet aircrafts and trying to get some of them to base themselves out of the county airport. The county is currently able to receive grants from the state and federal governments for capital improvements at the airport and will continue to do so. Legislator Joe Perillo, who chairs the legislature's Public Works Committee, said, quote, We are reinvesting in our airport because it's a hidden jewel that not everybody has. In other news, county legislators have recently taken action to transition the Meals on Wheels program from the Care Center at Sunset Lake to the Sullivan County Jail. The resolution said that Sullivan County Jail has the facility for preparation of these meals. However, they will need more kitchen staff to accommodate that increase in daily meal preparation. 
It further stated that Sullivan County Sheriff Mike Schiff, in consultation with Jail Administrator Hal Smith, forecast the need for two additional cooks and two additional food services helper positions to accommodate the increase in work by transitioning the Meals on Wheels program to the jail. With the change, trustees or inmates will be reassigned and no longer work in the kitchen for the program, where they did mostly cleaning. That will allow the correction officer who supervised them to be deployed to another post in the jail, saving the county upwards of $150,000 annually. While these four new positions were created at the jail, four positions relating to Meals on Wheels were eliminated at the care center at Sunset Lake. During the recent Sullivan County Legislature Executive Committee meeting, Chairman Rob Doherty called the program's move to the jail an absolute win-win for everyone involved. It will take some time for Meals on Wheels move to occur and for the new positions to be filled. According to Assistant County Manager Michelle Huck, October 1st is the date the county is aiming for, but it might take a little longer. Once the consulting agreement between the county and Infinite Care regarding the care center at Sunset Lake is signed, Infinite Care will run Meals on Wheels until the program's move to the jail is complete. Moving along to some of the top stories in today's paper, in recognition of International Overdose Awareness Day, a vigil was held on Tuesday on Sullivan Avenue in Liberty. A crowd of people gathered outside the Sullivan Bosey's offices in remembrance of those lost to addiction and in support of the family and friends they left behind. It was a solemn evening organized by Sullivan Bosey's, Sullivan 180, Sullivan County Public Health, the Sullivan County Drug Task Force, and the Kingfisher Project. Speaking to those assembled, Alan Keston talked about his up-close and personal experience with the opioid epidemic in Sullivan County. In addition to serving as county coroner, Keston is owner of the Yellow Cab Taxi Company based out of Monticello. He's also a licensed funeral director as well, as an EMT and a firefighter in the Monticello Fire District. Keston said, quote, that puts me smack in the epicenter of the reason we're all here today. I'm a guy who administers Narcan over and over, sadly, often to the same people. To read more about the vigil, see today's story by editor Matt Shortall on the front page. Switching back to county news, the task at hand for the countywide shared services panel is to develop, approve, and submit a countywide shared services property tax savings plan to the state with new shared services actions that achieve demonstrable taxpayer savings. The panel includes the mayor of each village and supervisor of each town. A representative of each school district, Board of Cooperative Education Services, and or Special Improvement District may also be invited to participate. The process, which was started in 2017 by former New York State Governor Andrew Cuomo, takes place each year, with the exception of 2020 due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Last month, the panel held their first meeting of 2021, and this past Wednesday, County Manager Josh Potosik, who chairs the panel, attended the Sullivan County Association of Supervisors meeting at the Thompson Town Hall on Route 42 in Monticello to talk about the Shared Service Initiative. Representatives from Monticello and Fallsburg Central School Districts were also in attendance. Moving forward, three public hearings are required during the panel's plan creation process. Then a public presentation will be made to the county legislature in November. Legislators will return the panel's report with possible recommendations in December. Then the panel will vote on the plan by January 1st, 2022. The deadline for submission to the state is January 31st, 2022. Plans that create actual and demonstrable Property tax savings may be eligible for a one-time state match of 90% of the net savings resulting from new actions implemented pursuant to the plan. While many of these shared service discussions have taken place on their own between towns, village, school districts, etc. for years, according to Potosik, the state wanted a more formal process when it implemented this initiative and at the end of the day is looking at how it can save taxpayers money. 
Potosik said, quote, we're open to having a dialogue, but this isn't going to be the county telling the town or village or school district that we want this in a plan. It's really our cooperation amongst two or more partners. Shifting gears to the COVID-19 pandemic, the next dose of the vaccine may soon be available at Riverside Remedies in Calicoon. Dr. Gene Burns of Riverside Remedies was the first Sullivan County pharmacist to offer Moderna vaccines to the general public last spring, and now he's planning on administering the third shot this fall. I've gotten so many phone calls inquiring about the next dose, Burns said on Wednesday afternoon, because we started so early in administering shots, a lot of our patients are now at the eight-month mark. Burns said the third shot will contain the exact same dose of medicine as the first two Moderna vaccine shots. Burns said, quote, because it is the same medicine, it doesn't expand your immune coverage. It just makes it more durable. Burns also said that guidance has changed on receiving vaccine and flu shots together, which he is also expecting to receive at the end of September. He said, quote, it is ideal if you can just give two shots at once. We were always taught to wait four weeks between shots, but experts said you can administer COVID shots without respect to other vaccines. For more on that, check out publisher Fred Stabber III's story on today's front page. That does it for this edition of the Sullivan County Democrat podcast sponsored by the Kitchen Table Cafe in Calicoon, New York. To listen to more like it, check out our channel on SoundCloud, Overcast, Spotify, TuneIn, and Apple Podcast. To subscribe to the paper, call 845-887-5200 or visit our website, scdemocratonline.com. Until next time, we hope everyone has a happy, healthy, and safe Labor Day weekend. And to our Jewish friends celebrating Rosh Hashanah, we say Happy New Year.